Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It's February 8th, 2023. Welcome to Fightful and our post-AEW Dynamite review. we got a guy that you can see here every Tuesday, but you can see him every Monday and Friday over on FightfulSelect.com. We've got Alex Palowski. Alex, how you doing? Um, I don't know that I've ever watched a two-hour episode of anything that had higher highs and lower lows for me personally. Um, I, I, the, the, the highs were in the stratosphere. The lows were at the bottom of the freaking ocean. That's what I, that's what I felt about this. But like, hey, listen, I'll, I'll talk about the highs to the cows come home. I love that stuff. I can't wait to talk about this. Can't wait to talk about it with all you people. Uh, leave us a thumbs up. If you're watching this video, donate a super chat or a Humper Chat to get your question, statement, talking point addressed, answered here on the air. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs already went ahead and did that here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. Said here for Alex's. I you know, I have always have a trouble pronouncing that. Kvetching. 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 Yeah. yeah. And to talk some incredible pro wrestling. Well, you know what? You can also get in your Super Chats and Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. Uh, say you're... You're at work during the show, but you want your question or statement read on the air. That allows you to do it. Just go to humperchats.com. Uh, we have a a great uh, slate of stuff for you guys here on FIFA this week. I interviewed Taya. I uh, have a lot of a lot of stuff on uh, Bianca Belair this week. We got a lot of J Cup stuff as well. Oh man. Lots going on there. And we got Grayman Media saying, I just wanted to address this right off the bat. Let me see. He says, I know that, but boy, wrestling journalist community didn't cover that one about Jerry Lawler's condition. Yes, we did. We posted JR's update today. So please check out the site uh, if you want that type of thing, uh, because that's where a lot of our news goes. News nonstop here at Fightful.com. But uh, we did the Listen Your Boy show as well today. But Let's talk about this insane episode of AEW Dynamite. Whoo! This was this was wild, Alex. This was absolutely wild. Um, and of course, the the only way to start off a wild episode of Dynamite is a CM Punk super chat. Yes. 
Trey says, hey, Sean, they say the definition of insanity is asking about CM Punk going to return to AEW and getting the same answer. So have you heard anything? Mm-hmm. Love everything you guys are doing. Please keep it rocking. I heard a little bit of something a couple of weeks ago, not about him returning whatsoever, uh, but there's really no movement on that that I've I've really heard of at all. I wish I could have a different answer for you, but let's talk about Dynamite. MJF. Takeshita in one of the most one of the damnedest matches you'll see on Dynamite and MJF is so promo heavy Alex that people often forget how incredible he is in the ring you can't let him forget anymore can't like sorry you can't let him forget anymore what this guy did with Takeshita tonight was special this was an unbelievable match at times, one month away from AEW Revolution, I thought, is Takeshita going to win? Like, is he going to win and then get a title match and then lose the title match type of thing? Yeah. Whoo, boy. There was this top rope lariat. Yes. That I did not know that MJF was capable of reversing in this manner. He did a complete backflip, effortlessly landed on his feet. Alex, I've... I don't know what else he can do now. No. Like he's going to start. Un- this is unreal. He's going to start doing like gorilla presses, like like just doing military presses to people and then toss them over the top rope. Because, because if you told me he did that, I would think that's no, that's bullshit. But also if you told me I didn't watch, hey, on the top rope, Takeshita Delariat, and he did like a, a twisting backflip half gainer landing on his feet. I'd be like, that's bullshit. He didn't do that. He can't do that, but apparently he can. So I don't know what else he can do because every time we, we people are like, every time it's been a long enough time since we've seen him in a real match, people start to forget. And then he's able to pull out something new like this. And then we're, we're all going to be in awe of it. But here's the thing is that it's a what a wonderful strategy to show us this a month out from revolution because everyone's still going to remember this going into revolution versus versus Brian Danielson. That's going to be a really cool detail there. I mean, an MJF that has matches like this as world champion is going to be like, he's had one match this year. He's going to be in wrestler of the year contention. If he has matches like this all year long, it's just, it's just wild, man. And I mean, he's not had that many matches in the last year. He, this is his eighth match over the last year. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like a four-minute countout against right. Sean Dean. The guy has barely wrestled. Now, it's it's become more like once a month since right. he came back. But just unbelievable chemistry these two had. This is yes. going to be a match that hopefully we see many times over the next 10 to 15 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Like what, what MJF, the work that he's put in in helping get over to over right. the last month or so in which, you know, people have, have called into question some of his methods. It worked. He got right. the heat. People were excited for this. Yep. And they had a match that it sold me a ticket multiple times right. because I could, Listen, I can absolutely see MJF in the <laughs> middle, or not even the middle, at really the beginning of this mm-hmm. reign of terror, losing a non-title match, and then beating him 
Yep. In the in the title match rematch because I, I AEW has been pretty good about putting one in the chamber to have later on, and uh, this was such a wonderful concurrent story, and as if every AEW fan didn't know who Takeshita was before this, they absolutely do now, and I think this is going to be one of those matches that you refer to ten to fifteen years down the line, and you're looking back at Takeshita's career, and you're going to be like, man, this is a big point for him. Um. Takesh is so fantastic, and he's going to be a, a major, major player for them to year, for years to come. As long as they keep him around, um, he's he's going to be a, a a mover and a shaker for them near the top of every division. Uh, I, I I think probably his sweet spot is multi, multi, multi-time TNT champion. I think he'll be an AEW World Champion at, at one point, but I don't I don't know beyond that. Depending because a lot of that becomes then okay. Now you got to give interviews, you got to do all, all this kind of sure. stuff. And whether or not that is something they want to do, but I, I think he's he's just fantastic. And and the thing of it is also he's so good at telling universal stories in the ring without having what I was having to, to him being from a different nationality or whatever. Like the everything, the, the, him the way he was holding the the arm out, like trying to like stretch, like trying to figure out how to how do I pop back that it thing in whatever happened with that arm bar. Now I got to figure out how to try and work it in and then at times we're like nah screw it i just got to wrestle with this like you kept going back to that palm up position making sure we were remembering he's working on that so the fujiwara armbar becomes his achilles heel and it was just great great stuff i loved rj city's tweet he says it's ridiculous that takeshita can be this good and then tomorrow he'll calmly tweet about how he enjoys the button layout on his new microwave <laughs> uh Takeshita is so likable yeah. he is so wonderful and he's amazing in the ring and MJF is the opposite of all those yeah. things yeah. he's so hateable yeah oh my god he is just it's just the perfect contrast from one another yeah. it is it is super white meat baby face but one that like you don't resent right. and then that ultra heel that you do resent it's it's wrestling at its at its core at its core yeah oh this was incredible i can't wait until we see this again this is going to be special Mm -hmm. there's just something about this that felt next level that Mm -hmm. felt like it was very very special also big shout out to mjf who uses a fujiwara armbar as his finish and one of the things i love about this i see diana perrazzo do this a lot but for a lot of years on, on top of top line wrestling TV, you wouldn't see it. They would just have the arm bent back. Both Diana and MJF go across the body. Right. That way the person can't sit out. They yeah. can't turn into it. They've got no way. Cause if you, if your arms turn this way, you want to turn in, take off that pressure. Right. Or if you're hyper mobile, if you're hyper flexible, you want to sit out into it. He right. leans across their body. That way they don't have the leverage to turn their their weight and turn their hips into it <coughs> mm-hmm. and then reverse it on them. Just phenomenal technique on that as well that yeah. uh, I think goes overlooked a lot with that specific move because I saw a lot of real bad Fujiwara arm bars for a long time. And MJF yeah. and Deanna Perrazzo just do incredible ones. MJF, whew, this promo, I got mixed feelings. It's effective. I mean, MJF, something I admire about him. He is a television character. So to him, he says, 
why can't I go out and do anything that Tuco Salamaca did? Why can I not do that? Why can I not go out and do anything that the great heels on television have done? So what he does is talk about how basically he was getting a blowy from his girlfriend in high school. She almost died. He switched seats with her. It was. It, let me tell you, it was a lot more of an emotional roller coaster than I oh, made yes. it. Yep. It was much more. He mm-hmm. reached under her nose. He saw if she was breathing, and fortunately, she was. That way, he could switch seats with her. Jesus Christ! Now, I don't know how I feel about them doing this after Jay Briscoe's thing. That's my issue with this. Like, that's that's where my issue with that came in. Now. I can tell you in the past, I've heard that MJF has kind of checked on this type of stuff. Don't know if that were the case here. I'll do my best to find out. But that was my that was my issue with it. Because otherwise, I don't really care about the nature of this because it's a television show. Uh, right. It is a fake wrestling television show. But however, this had some pretty real, like, relative things to it obviously that ain't how uh jay briscoe passed away it was a car accident but someone struck him sure um there's that and the gross insensitivity of that um and for me personally uh because uh while studying to be an actor you would go to all these little conferences where you would have acting competitions, monologue competitions. And every time you'd get in, into that big auditorium where everyone goes up and does their monologue, there'd always be one guy. And one guy was legendary for this, where he'd get up and tell, like full throat, like just bombastic, telling the story about how he murdered the guy who raped his mom. And it was always like just really lurid and over the top and very showy. And then you'd like be hanging out in the cafeteria. He'd walk by and say, hey, where'd you find that monologue? (laughs) Wrote it myself. Invariably, every time somebody had one of those really, like I got in a car accident and I switched seats with my girlfriend. Every time it was one of those, it was like, wrote it myself. Nobody else can convey. And And so it felt very much like the smarmy a-hole guy at an acting competition who wrote his own monologue and made it as bombastic as possible. And like, I think MJF is better than that. Like it there, he can write something that doesn't feel like the, the most ass asshole guy at an acting competition wrote his own monologue. Cause I know he's better than that. So to me, I was like, I was turned off by it immediately with the whole thing of the, it being, the the car accident stuff and then it's more i thought about it i was like this just feels like he was trying to show his acting chops in an audition and it didn't it didn't go over well with me rocket plex says why can't cody be as great as mjf mjf can wrestle and can cut a great promo mjf is gold listen rocket plex i'm glad that you like mjf but I I don't know why Cody's catching that stray after this week. The way that I said it on listing your boy was that Cody Rhodes set the table. He literally placed the silverware that Paul Heyman Mm -hmm. stabbed him with this week. Yes. He was like, you mean so much to my family. And then (laughs) Heyman was like, yeah, but your family 
uh, doesn't mean as much to your dad right. as my family does. Sure. Woo. Yeah. Orion Ben says, here's hoping Alex is feeling better. Also, poor Liv. Yeah, Liv yeah. With his girlfriend. For legal reasons, he says. Yes. Yeah. For legal reasons. For legal reasons. Joey Bagadonet says that the statue of limitations expire for manslaughter due to roadhead. Well, she didn't uh, die. She didn't die. She didn't die. She didn't die. She was probably a horror. So he's clear, in a, in a, baby. In a, he's in a hospital for a very long time. Yeah. And uh yeah. yeah. Uh also I just want to say the Takeshta frog splash. Brilliant baby face move in El Paso. Right. Yeah, it's brilliant baby so, face move. So, so good, so good. Michael Key says, "I don't even make the didn't even make the connection, but great point." Yeah, Zach Schimmel, our good friend, says, "Subscribe to Fightful Select, and SRS will bring his cat cronies on camera, possibly, maybe, not likely, but you know, I posted a thing. It's on it's on my Twitter right now. It's my pinned tweet. It has a list of all of our features at Fightful Select: Q and A show, Ask Grapsity." Live uh, pay-per-view preview and review streams, coexisting after dark. The list goes on. Backstage report podcast, two episodes of Sour Graps, select style podcast. Those are just the podcast. That's completely right. separate of exclusive news. We got exclusive interviews there. We've got over 60, 70 episodes of figure hall and card hall, four dozen dark match and alternate commentary episodes. 40 retro reviews. If you guys missed the old stupid people segments on Listen Your Boy, we got over 60 of those as well. Just five bucks a month. That's in addition to exclusive news every day. Today, I broke news about Deanna Perrazzo's impact contract and when it is up. Uh, and we had a whole lot of stuff from Jeremy's interview with Joey Janela. He revealed that Josh Barnett actually got Kota Ibushi into GCW, which is a great, great note. Anime Otaku says, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. Takeshita needs to do a match like Junkasai and Hyper Masao where they both had to eat a pastry before getting a pin, but sponsored by Cinnabon. Yeah. You know, I saw somebody say, AEW would never do a sponsored match like WWE. And I'm like, they did the Cracker Barrel match. Yes, they would. Mm. They'd have Takeshita out there heaving Cinnabons at people's head if they could. 
Absolutely yeah. they would. And maybe they will. Got the Samoa Joe vignette where he's talking about Wardlow. You know, Samoa Joe's a good talker. This is yeah, just common sense wrestling booking stuff right here. Alex. Sure. Put putting over uh Darby Allen on the way out before he moves moves over and, and to, to Wardlow. That that's some that's some good it's like I, I always say talk good about the guys that you beat or are going to beat because then it makes you look better. Like yeah. Uh, we got somebody saying that Liv Morgan doesn't know, or Justin says Liv Morgan doesn't know why she's trending. I don't know if she's even seen it yet, but, uh, unfortunate seemingly end to the, the bunny versus Jamie Hayter. Now, most, most of this match happened, uh, during a commercial break and we come back and I've, I've asked AEW, I haven't been told what's up with bunny, but it looked like there was like they had to call an early end to that match, Alex. Yeah, a very yeah. unfortunate thing uh, because I was expecting or hoping to see some more, and this yeah. was in a good spot on the show too. Yeah, uh, it was a good spot. I thought they were gonna look like they were probably gonna get some time because they they just went from that to a backstage interview with uh, with Soraya and Tony, and it, it just didn't it it felt like it was very abrupt. Like, every, like I get to a point where I know that I'm going to pay attention during like the first couple minutes of a match. Then there's commercial. I get to do stuff. I get to, I get to figure out what else I got to do. And then when they come back from the commercial, now it's time for me to start paying attention again. That's just kind of the way it works. And it felt like by the time I looked up at the television, it was over after the commercial break. And I was like, that, that, that happened too fast. Uh, I hope she's all right. That would be terrible. I like, I love the idea that they, the women got this spot on the card of the night for the, for their, for their uh, contenders match. And it's just too bad. It is. It is too bad. Meet Norma says, watch it with a non wrestling fan friend. He said to me, I thought this was a men's show. They usually get bored by nine 30 and didn't realize women wrestle on dynamite. Glad they got time <laughs> earlier, but one match and an angle. Ain't it for meat? Well, I think this match should have probably went a lot longer than it yeah. did. I will say I love, I constantly love that Britt is there for Jamie as champion every bit as much as Jamie was there for Britt as champion. Absolutely. And if they weren't doing the split, this is how it had to be. It had yeah. to be like this. Uh, also, I'm, I'm that that faction is growing on me. Kip, Penelope, uh, Bunny, Butcher, and Blade. I love it. I, mean, I butcher and blade have uh, really started to impress me. Butcher now with the with the bald head even more like Somehow Robotnik. He, he's, <laughs> he looks even <laughs> even scarier. Um, Love I, that I, before, guy. Before the absolute botch of booking at the end of the show, I I thought that the butcher and the blade would be a perfect team to set up against uh, against the acclaimed. Like you could really show how great they had, how far they had come. Uh, the completely different styles. All you had to do was make the right call to have the acclaimed move past the gun club and then get onto a different team to feud with, but apparently not guys get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. I would greatly appreciate it. Rovan says chipping in for the Alex Tussin fund. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you do feel better, Alex. Yeah, me too. Uh, Soraya who, uh, is responsible for, some things this week. Uh, I'll mm. say some, some departures on social media this week, some mm. possible lawsuits this week mm. uh, has, has another 
busy night as she's being interviewed with Tony Storm. And they attack Leva Bates. And we haven't seen Leva Bates, but most no, people watching the show know that Leva Bates mm-hmm. was an AEW original. She's yep. still on the roster. She still works backstage. I can tell mm-hmm. you guys when I did my hair donation with uh, the Nightmare Collective, she was my point of contact. Like, she's the person that came up and got me and was like, hey, here's where you go. Like, she does a lot of stuff backstage. Right. And they beat her ass. And I thought that was, if you're going to do a segment like that, you want to establish it a little more? Yeah, do right. it. Uh, Town Spurs says women need more time to flesh this story out. There's a better story to tell than spray painting L's on people. How did you feel about it? Yeah, it's a, I mean, like, I think it's very, uh, very ironic that they're going around spray painting L's on people and doing the, you know, oh, sorry, this one, the elf, because it is very lame. It feels very lame. Like, there's got to be more to it than this, right? Like, this is, this is the surface level of it. And then we'll, we'll, we'll get more of it because it just, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't, another mean girls faction just feels empty to me. There's got to be more to it because I know that Soraya and Tony can, can do more and can be more than just spray painting L's on people and, and doing the, the L on your forehead thing. I don't know if it necessarily is, is a mean girl thing. I mean, an outsider. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Cody says, can you do an ad read for Fightful Patreon? I mean, I did earlier, but $5, yeah. exclusive news every day, 30-plus yes. podcasts a month. Uh, mm-hmm. We have over 1,500 podcasts in the archives, including hundreds of things that are completely evergreen, like retro reviews, the stupid people segments, the alternate and dark match commentary. A lot of fun there. In Practical Joker's interview, they're doing something with uh, Chris Jericho, Alex. Yes, apparently it's something we all need to know about. Yeah, well, it's happening. That's happening. Uh, Hook video package. Stokely is interviewed and Hook pops up behind him and Stokely changes his tune. Uh, So I had a report on Fightful Select about the morale regarding the live events and a lot of wrestlers are excited for it. And one of the examples that a talent gave me was, listen, you're probably not going to see something like (laughs) Hook versus Christopher Daniels go 10 to 15 minutes on TV. Uh Like that's not what they're doing with Hook right now. But if you go to a live event, you might see Jade Cargill take on Emi Sakura for 15 minutes. You might see Abaddon take on Yuga Sagazaki for 15 minutes. You might see Hook face a Christopher Daniels or somebody like that for 15 minutes. That way they can get those reps in. And it's a lot more than AEW Dark, AEW Rampage reps. It's full-on things working in front of a crowd. I think Hook is set to benefit from these live events as much as anybody. Oh, absolutely. No, he, he... He's only going to get better and better with more reps and against against uh, other talent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, we got <laughs> Jambeard saying, "Wasn't the L on the forehead gimmick thing a gimmick?" Uh, Bella Twins used to do all the time. I mean, all kinds of people did. Yeah. And Tom Lavalley says, "I feel like them. the Leva attack was filler after Bunny." I think that was probably a pre-tape. Honestly, I think they yeah, taped that ahead of time. Yeah. Is he says on Tuesdays we want puns, on Wednesdays we want ad reads. Well, you know what? I gotta give the people what they want. <coughs> There's no way I, I can't give the people what they want. NordVPN.com slash fightful. My God, look at Alex Palowski's face. He's so excited. He's excited. I know he's ordering that UFC pay-per-view this weekend. Actually, he's probably not, but you know what? I am. 
I am, and I'm going to pay about one-sixth the price of everybody else because I'm going to get it via an overseas service thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Four additional months free. You get a free gift right now, a 30-day money-back guarantee, the fastest VPN in the world, the ability to change your virtual location with just one click. You get online threat protection, no more pop-up ads, no more malware, none of that. You got over 5,400 VPN servers, a verified no-logs policy, live chat, customer support, you can secure your passwords with a password manager. Keep your files protected on a private cloud. You got VPN servers in over 60 countries. You got MeshNet, data breach scanner, a dedicated IP, and an ultra-fast connection with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. A lot of the greatest publications on the planet are talking about this. BuzzFeed, <laughs> the greatest, I said. Huffington Post, Yahoo, BBC, Business Insider. Wired, all kinds of great people singing the praises of NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You don't want to miss out on this deal at all. Got to give the people what they want. Got to do it. We got Grayman Media says, SRS, do you see Tony booking Mark Briscoe in a King's Road journey versus Samoa Joe and MJF? Jungle Boy versus MJF could have been, or Jay Briscoe versus MJF could have been uh, dynamite Mark's solo career could be epic. Uh, Jay Briscoe has I've, I've, for anybody that's watched me cover ROH pay-per-views for years. I've said he's one of my favorite performers ever. I think he is one of the most convincing performers I have ever seen in my entire life. I thought his look was perfect. I thought his in-ring work was perfect. His promos were perfect. And Mark Briscoe is a, another fantastic performer, but couldn't be more yeah. unlike right. Jay Briscoe. He's going to speak uh, on Rampage. Uh, you know what? That, that's a good thing to add uh, <laughs> to add to Rampage, I would say. Yeah. Agreed. We also got BCC versus Kip, Butcher, Blade. We got Jungle Boy in action and Marina versus Ruby. So it's, it's important to remember that BCC is in the building because they taped Rampage tonight. Yes. This will be important to remember later in the show what we are talking about right now. Sure. <laughs> well, we got Ricky Garcia or Ricky Garcia. Yeah. We got we got uh, Daniel Garcia defeating Ricky Starks, who had just defeated 2.0 right. in the Yas Gauntlet. Yep. Now, I thought this was good. It was smart booking for a couple reasons. Uh-huh. Ricky wins the opener and he does it quick. Yeah, because then he's basically on an even plane with right with Daniel Garcia. So you're expecting him to beat Daniel Garcia and get to Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of unpredictability here. They go back and forth. They have a very good match, and he gets hit. Ricky gets hit with an elbow by a masked mm-hmm. fan mm-hmm. outside. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very clearly Chris Jericho, but very still clear. got a great reaction when it was revealed. I know that you love Jericho having his fingerprints so on everything. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear mm-hmm. what you thought here because we didn't get um, any Sammy. No Sammy here. No, no. Sammy came out to like try and trick Ricky into thinking that Sammy was the opponent. And then Garcia hit him from behind. Um, boy, that Jericho loves to play the hits, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> uh, as soon as a masked fan showed up and did a Judas effect, to Ricky Starks, I I wanted to shake every man on that announce booth. Who who could this be? Is this a fan? Like Tony Schiavone, you cannot be that dumb. 
Like everyone knows that everyone knows Jericho shows up in the ring. I mean, in the crowd wearing a Lucha mask and attacks people. That's the thing he's done in the past. He also did a damn Judas effect. I hate when the announcers play dumb when they should be the smartest guys. They should know all of this stuff. He's singing Judas. Who could that be? It's like, I mean, come on. And also it becomes this thing of what the thing I said last week was if Ricky wins this great, he can move on and face Jericho and we, and that's, that's it. Then he can beat Jericho and we'll be done with it. But now this artificially adds more time to the story which be, every feud Jericho has lasts six months. And it just feels like I, I, I want it. I wanted to move Ricky through this onto something else, but I don't think I'm going to get what I want. Jambeard says Tempest was really Chris Jericho all along. Hmm. And Jambeard says Alex and Jericho are twinsies. Jericho always says that same advice about putting people over that you're going to beat. Yeah. I mean, that's it's true. A lot of people did that for Jericho, honestly, in, in his yeah. career. Uh, Triple H did it. Scott yeah. Hall did it. A lot of people did it. So um, yeah. Jericho's a very smart guy by that by that uh, sense. Um, I, I liked how they handled this because it made sense for Garcia and, and Ricky to go neck and neck here because Ricky wasn't spent at all. Right. But I fully expected him to get to Sammy Guevara and this happened. So that was uh, a little bit different. I, I, I want to see where this goes. Yeah. I want to see where it goes. Sarah says, for Alex being the MVP of ad reads, Thank we you. greatly appreciate it. Get your super chats and humper chats in, guys. After uh, <laughs> this, we see Danielson with Takeshita backstage. And I couldn't see who it was at first that locked them in the room. But eventually we see it was La Faction Ingobernobles. And MJF goes out to Aubrey and he's like, count him out. That's the way it works. Count him out. And we see Danielson struggling to get out and get away. I love this bit. I've always loved this bit. It's such cheap heat. It's like Saturday night on TBS type of heat. And I love it. And Aubrey is not having it. She's not dumb. Mm-hmm. She knows what happened. She, she's right. like, one. Right. Two. Three. She's really giving him a lot of time. And I love that they got, he got to like six and just darted out. I liked that as well. What did you think of the pre-match stuff before this? Um, the locking him in the thing, I, I got. Um, I don't understand why he would use his bad shoulder to break down the door. <laughs> You've got legs. Kick it. Kick it down. Use your yes kicks and kick down the door. Don't your your bad shoulder on it. Um, but I did love Takeshita like running interference and holding back Preston Vance so that uh, uh, Brian could get to the ring. I thought that was good. Um, MJF uh, on commentary was good for this match, but this match was an an all-timer of a TV match. Before we even get to it, 
before we even got to it, buddy. Ooh, Casey says, Brian gives me a warm feeling, fuzzy feeling in my tum-tum. And LeVar Ball said, MJF should have me face Danielson one-on-one. I'm undefeated, never lost. That never lost. Great, very, very timely bit. Uh, I appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, LeVar Ball, thank you very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I felt like, and this is just my hunch, as I watched this absolute hamper. Right. That sometimes throughout this match, Roosh was like, ah, let's see what I can get away with. Right. Let me see how hard I can slap Brian Danielson and yes. get away with it. And when Brian Danielson gave it back to him, Roosh was all about it. And it wasn't like he was no selling or anything like that. He was selling when appropriate. But one of the things that I really liked that he started to do, Alex, was they were chopping on the apron. And then Roosh started to slap him before he chopped him. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, man. And then Brian started doing it back. That was great. I think he's infinitely better here than when I saw him in ROH. Like, in ROH, it was tough for me to get into some of his matches. Mm -hmm. Um, He's working with people a lot more experienced than him here, and that's saying something. And they just beat the living shit out of each other. That's what this is. I, I don't remember spots from this match. I remember Danielson bled. Uh, but I was just sitting here watching them brutalize each other. And the thing I liked the most was like the crowd chanting, see, no, see, no, that was just really, really good stuff. And this, this was such a contrast from what we saw. We saw an entertainment spectacle thing with Ricky Starks. We saw just a good, like, pro wrestling little mixture of styles in that opening match. This was just two people going out and having a sirloin beef sons of bitch match. And ain't neither one of them 200 pounds. I don't think. No. Um, Roosh. But doing the slap slap chop, the old slap chop. Yeah. Uh, the wonderful kitchen implement move, the slap yeah. chop uh, to each other on the apron. And then uh, Danielson backs up and runs at Roosh. And Roosh just flings him over his head, uh, release belly to belly to the floor. And as Brian is flying onto the floor and lands on the floor, some of the copious amount of blood that is on his forehead leaps up onto the camera lens. And it's there for the rest of the match. Uh, It like he bled onto the camera, which cannot cannot be uh, sanitary. Aubrey stopped Roosh from eating. Yeah. Danielson's blood, which is yeah. Yeah. she's like, hey, 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 we're on cable here, buddy. Yeah, like, in the front row, you got to. We already had LeBron out here saying "fuck" on TV. You can't be doing this, okay? Uh, if you're in the front row at an AEW show, you should bring a tarp, like you're going to a Gallagher concert back in the RIP. RIP Gallagher. RIP. Uh, Dungeon Master Puppet says consensual violence is the best violence. It's true. Uh, yeah, it's phenomenal. And mm-hmm. Danielson won this match, so he gets the hour-long Ironman match, which I got to be honest, I don't think I've ever looked forward to an Ironman match. Right. And I'm very much looking forward to this Ironman oh, match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll end at 4 a.m. Eastern because of oh, AEW sh- and the sh- way they sh- do sh- things. Will. Yes. But holy crap. Eloquent says, Roosh is who Tony thought he was getting in Andrade. But, I mean, I don't know if Andrade has been booked. He has been booked in these spots necessarily. And when he has, he had slappers with Cody. 
Like, yeah. I feel like Andrade, when he was booked in these situations, mm-hmm. delivered. Yes. But, I mean, I do think that Andrade is better suited for WWE. We got Broadway Joe saying that that as well. But a lot of it's how you're you're booked and, and what situations you're put in. And I don't know if Andrade, one, would want to put over everybody. Right. Uh, I mean, that, this is a that... guy that a lot of people were looking at as a top guy in WWE. But I mean, right. he he wrestled what 14, 15 matches last year. He wasn't wrestling right. a ton. No, um, Andrade, when he was signed, was one of the first. Oh damn, he's going to be amazing in AEW. Yeah, because I think a lot of people thought they were going to strap a rocket to that guy, and he'd at least be the TNT champ for six months. Like you got to you you would do. They're going to strap him up. They're going they're going to do something. And, and they didn't. He had really good matches when he was called on to have them, but it didn't feel like he was going to break that glass ceiling to the top of the card, which I'm sure is what he assumed he was going to do signing with AEW. Now, listen, everybody has different reasons for wanting to do this, something, uh, for wanting to be a, 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 at a certain company, be a wrestler. Some of it's money, some of it's uh, uh, job security, some of it's titles. I don't know what it was for him, but Roosh seems to seems to be more willing to be like i'm not going to be there yet i'll prove to you that i can eventually right now put me in there with the best you've got and i'm going to make them look even better and everybody needs everybody needs a guy like that oh man this was a very special match on a very special episode of dynamite like this is this is what, what you need sometimes to get people to go, oh, yeah. That's why I watch every single right. week. AEW World Trios title match. I thought this wasn't going to get much time because I thought, you know, I, the, I thought that this and the tag match would almost be swapped for time. I'm glad that it wasn't that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there were multiple yeah. times that I thought AR Fox and Top Flight were about to pull a monster upset too. Me too. And, and that's what AEW has developed this unique propensity to do, Alex, is make you think, wait, is Takeshita about to beat MJF in the opener? Or are AR Fox and Top Flight about to beat the the Elite? Is that about to happen here? Uh, one thing that becomes crystal clear is how goddamn good Nick Jackson is. Yeah. He's just unbelievable. He's really great. But specifically, A.R. Fox, Darius Martin, Dante Martin showed out in this match. But I got to give a ton of credit to Kenny Omega and A.R. Fox for that closing yeah. oh, series, man. Alex. I I bought a pin three or four different times there. And yeah. they teased the one-winged angel. And it wasn't the one-winged That winged reversal... From the one winged angel, I was like, "Holy shit, they're gonna pull it off, and it's gonna be Ar Fox that does it." Like yes. I was, I was all in on that pinfall. They sold me. They sold me on this yep. repeatedly. Just amazing work between these guys. This when they started a trios championship. Not even when they started. When when we were calling for it, this is what you wanted to see. Yeah. Now, what I also want to see are some undercard matches like this. I want to see some good matches to determine the top contenders for these trios titles like this. This was special. Uh, Orion says that was three. AR Fox got robbed. It was very close. It was very yes. close. But this match, Alex. 
uh, it was it was amazing. The spots were like you 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 decide to put on a match like um, Danielson and uh, and Roosh, um, which is like these two guys just literally beating the hell out of each other for I don't know how long. Felt like twenty minutes. Uh, and by the way, we we didn't mention this at the end of that match. MJF came down from commentary, beat the hell out of Brian Danielson, put him in the yeah. the salt of the earth. Uh, so that brutality there, um, there, and then say, okay, let's have the spot foo match of the year with these guys going absolutely insane, doing a, a, all these amazing flips and like <laughs> AR Fox decided I'm not going to do an acai moonsault. I'm going to do an acai front flip senton. Like, like I've not, I've never seen that before. It was, I've, I've uh, yeah, it was that. an imploding senton. It was yeah, incredible. Like that, that was uh, awesome. Uh, all this stuff was so good. Um, but you decided to put on these two matches back to back and have a showcase of some of the best talent in the world doing completely different kinds of matches. Um, and I, I, I mean, I just, I loved it. And uh, I'm, I'm totally fine with the elite retaining. I want to say that. I mean, I, I would have loved it if they had given Top Flight and AR Fox a shock win because that makes you have to consider everything a possibility. Because every time you watch that, well, obviously they're not going to take the titles off the elite. So it just takes something away from it. If it comes that close or if they actually have somebody do it, all of a sudden it becomes something you've got to watch. Uh, and there's nothing that says that AR Fox and Top Flight can't have a rematch with the elite at revolution that can't go just as hard as this. And you could put the titles right back on the elite if you wanted to do it. So I loved all of this. I thought it was fantastic. And, um, and that was the last good thing that happened on the show. This was another special match. They had three classics on an episode of dynamite. And I mean, if you gave me one, I'd be happy. Right. Three. Yeah. yeah. Grayman media says Mark was kind of in Jay Briscoe's shadow, but Mark can give you the same. Hillbilly baby face versus the preppy heel would draw bigger than MJF versus Omega. I think that with the right story, Mark Briscoe can have a very, yes. very incredible sure could. story there. I, I really do. I, I think yeah. that's the case. Um, but Alex, uh, would you say that if you could, you would shave this last segment? I, I would shave it right off. Well, that'd be a lot easier and safer with manscaped.com and the code fightful manscaped dot com man it's it's not just your pube care they're taking care of you everywhere in the bathroom they got the platinum package 4.0 that's that luxury full body grooming kit they got the performance package 4.0 which is an all-in-one grooming kit the perfect package 4.0 much of the same but hey beyond that the ultra premium collection which is a skin and a hair care kit they also got the uh, nose hair trimmer that weed whacker it's good stuff man they're taking care of you all over the bathroom, and we're giving you 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code FIGHTFUL. How about the Ultra Smooth Package? Shaving care for down there. The Buff Bundle, the Full Body Shower Kit. But now they got your beard taken care of, too. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit at manscaped.com and using that code FIGHTFUL. It comes with the Beard Hedger Beard Trimmer, the AC Adapter and USB-C Cable, Beard shampoo, conditioner, oil, and balm, and a travel bag. And right now, they got that free gift. A beard brush, beard comb, and beard scissors in that pro kit. And you get 20% off 
plus free shipping when you use the code FIFO. I mean, right now you can save 32% on the website. It's a great deal, a special limited time offer. Check it out, manscaped.com and the code Fightful. Well, they inverse swerved us, Alex. Uh, kind of, yeah. The Guns won a fairly short-ish match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say the one very, very positive about this was that was the most goddamnedest ref bump I have ever seen. Yes. That that ref, I think yeah. Stefan Smith, yes. was the one of the most unbelievable bumps. Perfect. Uh, one of the most believable bumps I've yes. ever seen. There you go. I bought every bit of him doing that, yep. so kudos to him. But the old butt cheek boys are the AEW champions. Now, a lot of people think, well, FTR is going to come back. So Jake Salazar says, tag titles have felt meaningless since they took the belts off Swerve and Keith. Haven't really had a good feud at all. Let's hope FTR comes back to restore titles to their glory. Here's where I stand on that, Alex. I think the guns are good performers. However, sometimes... I think having super, super over tag team, super, super over tag team, they clash. We see who wins. Yeah. They shake hands at the end. Okay, that's fine. That's good. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily have somebody take it off of somebody with heat. The Guns won this match and the titles. There was no turn by Billy Gunn. No. I feel like you almost had to have a turn by Billy Gunn, even if we yeah. saw it coming. And I know people will say, well, last week you saw it coming. I don't care if I see things coming. I saw Cody win in the Royal Rumble coming. Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Guess what? I liked both of them. Right. Oh, man. Right. No turn. So what now? Alex, I'm going to let you yell about this. Um, The guns are <laughs> fine. The guns are fine. There's like nothing. Like they're a perfectly cromulent professional wrestling tag cromulent. team. Yeah, that's uh, they're perfectly cromulent. It's fine. They're just. They're, they're a solid six, six and a half out of ten tag team. Fine. They're not doing anything wrong. They're not doing anything spectacular. To me, I feel like still, amazingly, the acclaimed remain as over as they were when they took those titles from Keith and Swerve. Like, they're still getting huge reactions. They're still super over. If they start to falter, maybe you start to figure out Who's the right team to feud with them to take take the titles off of them? But I don't feel like they've started to falter. And I don't feel like the guns are the right team to do it, other than the fact that you have the Billy Gunn connection. So I thought they they're they for whatever reason they want the guns to take the titles off the acclaimed. So you're gonna have Billy Gunn choose his own kin, his flesh and blood over the acclaimed and that'll be the swerve that we all saw coming, but they didn't do the turn and yet they still put the titles on the gun club. And like, I don't, I don't know who is, is I'm assuming we get a rematch at revolution, which is fine. But like, I feel like the acclaimed had that match with FTR, but there's a bunch of other teams under AEW's umbrella that that they never got a chance to feud with that I kind of wanted to see how they would work. Um, and, and instead they spent all their time dealing with either the guns 
or Jarrett and Lethal. And I don't even, I mean, like, I think the guns being champs is preferable only to Jarrett and Lethal being, like, the, the second worst option, I think, to take the titles off the acclaimed is the guns. I don't know, man. There's, it just doesn't, it's, it, and also the crowd was like, no. Not yeah, the like, crowd was not, almost not, like Undertaker level. <laughs> they were, it was, they, they were, they were stunned, and all. It wasn't even like boo. You're getting such good heat from this boo. It was like this was a really dumb choice, Tony. Yeah. You don't like this. It was a lot of disbelief stuff. Um, I'm gonna see, kind of how it goes, right? But yeah, man, um. It wasn't something that the audience loved. Jake Salazar says the guns would be at their absolute peak in NXT and would be great in that environment. Yeah, I agree. I think they would honestly be really good in NXT. I think they would too. Um, I also think that they could learn a lot by working with FTR. Uh, very similar right. physical skill sets, I think. Sure. Jake says guns 2023. Izzy says the thing is we went from Omega, Page, Bucks, FTR, tag team masterclasses to the butt cheek bros. Yeah. Noted. Tony yeah. says, we saw the finish coming in the main event. However, I'm in the minority to say this is the right call, sadly. Have one of you ever seen a match similar to this? You knew the ending you hated was a necessary evil. Oh, a lot. A lot of them. Yeah. I don't know if it was a necessary evil, though. I don't it know if they had It was a necessary evil, but it was, I thought, a foregone conclusion, especially when they ran this in the main event slot. There was no you, way they were doing this in the main event and having the acclaimed retain. Not a chance. I'll tell you what I hate, Alex, is after all that, when then they start playing the acclaimed theme, I'm like, they yeah. lost. Yeah. <laughs> Just guns theme again. They, yeah. These guys lost. What yeah. are we doing? Right. Chi Town Spurs says they lose at Revolution, preferably to FTR in a triple threat. I don't understand why everyone's up in arms about this. I'm not up in arms. I'm not particularly arsed. I expect them to lose at Revolution. I'm okay with transitional champions as well. Right. Uh, I'm okay with quick title reigns. I mean, buddy, I grew up in the Attitude Era. Sure. Like every other week, Albert was winning the Intercontinental title, and then the Godfather would like steal it at a strip club, and then Mark right. Henry would win it, uh, and all that. And then D'Lo Brown would give it to Jeff Jarrett. Like all kinds of goofy stuff would happen. Right. So I, I just I, I don't know that I've seen a, a, a team ever like rocket to being as over as the acclaimed were when they took the titles off of Keith Lee and Swerve. Like, like they, they were, they were a perfectly, you know, real, they were a good mid card tag team that got a big reaction wherever they came out and did a rap or whatever. They feuded with Darby and sting and that was fun. But all of a sudden like that feud with, with Keith Lee and Swerve, that match was it all in where they where the where the crowd was like you will put the titles on these guys right now and they didn't do it but they waited for a few weeks and did it at Grand Slam like they were like monumentally over and it feels like choosing to do this to that team squanders a lot of that and I don't know why you would do that like it feels like an intentional error Ben Hanan says with the guns winning triple threat at Revolution so acclaimed aren't pinned if so who would you hot shot the belts to? Hi from Australia. What do you think, Alex? I mean, if FTR's ready, like put like coming having them come back is interesting. I don't know if like um because FTR's got beef with the guns. And 
the acclaimed got beat with beef with the guns and the acclaimed and FTR had that great match uh together um so i i i that's an easy one to do but if you say no to that we're going to do something else i just hope it's not Jarrett and lethal that's what i hope Ward says the more ad reads the more reaction we get from alex Thank you to still delivering excellent reactions, even though you're under the weather. How long do you think the guns hold on the tag titles? Who do you think will be one of their first feuds? I'm sure they'll do more with the acclaimed. Yeah. If the acclaimed win it back, how are you going to feel about this? It, it just feels like, I mean, honestly, like ends justify the means, get, get them like back away from. Uh, like, do you think guns, it's okay but... for the, the unpredictability aspect that this causes? It? Yes. I mean, I'm fine with I'm fine with the hot potatoing. You and I were doing Raws when they did that awesome feud with Charlotte and Sasha, which to me my is favorite. still yeah, one of my one of my favorite things. TV feuds ever. Was was those girls like killing each other every week? I thought it was I thought it was really great. So I'm fine with with a, with a hot potato back and forth. I think it 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 shows that any team can win on any given night if they're really equals. That's fine. Um, We'll see what they do if if they were to put the titles back on the acclaimed. Like, did the acclaimed have like another longer run? I'm not sure what what you do there with that. But um, but as far as like uh, who the who the guns feud with, uh, top flight would be fun. If this is yeah. if this is a transitional championship to top flight, I should sign me up for that. That would be great. <laughs> Grab City's righteous reg, uh, who has uh, been accused of being an AEW shill, tweeted yes. That was like an hour and 56 minutes of great sex. Then as you're about to finish, your partner kicks you in the dick instead. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Charles uh, Powell says, after the guns won the titles and their music stopped, I was expecting the term, but it never came. Let me tell you, none of us came tonight. Yeah. <sighs> At least from that match. Orlando Orego says, not the sour I was expecting from Alex. If the match was good, maybe the fans will accept it. Yeah, it wasn't a good match either. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a good match. Manuel says TK trolling the audience first with lethal and Yas eternal feuds. Now with the guns, I don't know if it's good uh, to make all you people mad this often. Well, I mean, not only that, but Dan Lambert as well. Like Tony right. seems to really like that, that Baron Corbin type of heat. And yes. it's the type of heat in which I mentioned, like if you go to the shows live, you'll be like, Oh, I can see why Vince McMahon was on the other side of the curtain going, ah, oh, this guy, yeah, yeah. Because when you're there, it's very easy and fun to boo these people. Right. And not listen to, and Vince ain't using the internet. Right. right. Uh, just to digitally sign some of his e-documents, maybe. No. Uh, Izzy says, any update on FTR's contract status coming to select? Seems like they're being set up for the titles, but don't their contracts expire soon? Well, they were at a recent episode of Dynamite, the Jay Briscoe tribute, and they were supposed to be there anyway. Right. Huh. I don't think that you just go there to hang out in Lexington, Kentucky, as much as I love this city. I don't think yeah. you just come here to hang out. I think they're probably doing a little bit of business. JP says, that was a weird end of show. Why do you think it was a linger in the ring? Because they probably didn't know what the hell to do. They're like, Ugh, this happened. What do we do now? I don't know. Let's mouth the word fuck a couple times and get let's go home. Yeah. Grayman Media says, Roosh, Andrade, Cage, Page, take your pick. 
You have to be more than the obstacle versus the main face to be taken seriously. Who thought Roosh would win? I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, I didn't the, think the Roosh story. Would the win. story dictates Roosh can't win. Yes, you know what I mean. And there's a difference there as opposed to because Danielson has to win in order to get his match versus MJF, which we know is going to happen. But so I'm like, there's a difference pretend there. Like this wasn't an absolute slapper of a match. I know, like, and that's was, okay. So listen. Uh, you don't always lose on the first or second level of a video game. Right. Come on. Yeah. Kenny Omega. Oh, actually, that was August 3 that sent this. It's just not bolded. The subject uh, isn't bolded. Uh, it says, I want to point out Omega Styles clearly slowing down. Did you see this match? I'm cool with him in a more grounded game. I mean, I'm cool with him being in trios matches and doing that after missing as much time as he missed. Yes. Yeah. Meet Normus says, it seems like a Vince decision to have the guns beat the acclaim during Black History Month. I'm willing to let it play out, but geez Louise, am I sour? I thought Stefan was dead. Glad he's okay. Again, Stefan Smith. Amazing bump. And also selling it. The way he sold dead weight to Bowens trying to get him in the ring. Like, that was was some masterclass selling and bumping. Izzy says, 10-10 read. Here for it. Well, I hope you're here for all of our J Cup coverage. Uh, Yoya, uh, Starboy Charlie, Joey Janela, Billy Starks, Cole Radrick, uh, Jordan Oliver. Jeremy Lambert has interviewed all those. They're all going up early on Fightful Select for Tier 2 members. But Fightful Select has everything you're going to need over there. Joel Pearl will be at Elimination Chamber next week, so you got some more coverage coming there. I'm going to unleash all my Royal Rumble Week videos over the next few weeks as well. Lots of interviews there. Alex Palowski, tell them what you got going on. Um, I got going on uh, Fight for Select, uh, where I review Raw every Monday with uh, Kate Elizabeth. And then on Fridays, uh, this is supposed to be a very busy Friday for, for your boy, uh, reviewing uh, SmackDown while watching Rampage. Then I love that format. Watching, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. People seem to have a lot of fun doing it. Um, and then right after that, I'm going to watch the new episode of the last of us on HBO uh, and then do my, my weekly review of that on my own YouTube channel because they're doing it on Friday instead of Sunday, which is the super bowl. So I got to throw all that in on Friday. I just hope I'm better by Friday. Cause that's a lot of talking back to back to back. Get well soon, Alex. Thank you to all of you that were here uh, watching this show, enjoying this show until next time, my friends we're out.